0: Hello, my dear friend. I don't know who needs to hear this, but when your English teacher asks you to explain why an author chose to use a specific metaphor or literary device, it's not because you won't be able to function in real-world society without essential knowledge of Gadsby's Green Light or whatever the fuck. It's because that process develops your ability to parse a text for meaning and fill in gaps in information by yourself. And if you're wondering what happens when you don't develop an adult-level reading of comprehension... Look no further than the dizzying array of examples right here on tumblr.com. This post went from 600 to 2,400 notes in the time that it took me to write three emails. I'm already terrified for what's going to happen here. Okay, but also, as an addendum, the reason why we study literary analysis is because everything an author writes has meaning, whether it was intentional or not, and their biases and agendas are often reflected in their choice of language and literary devices and so forth. And that ties directly into being able to identify, for example, the racist and anti-Semitic dog whistles often employed by the right, or the subconscious word choices that can unintentionally illustrate someone's biases or blind spots. Language has weight and meaning. The way we communicate is a reflection of our inner selves, and that's true regardless of whether it's a short story or a novel or a blog post or a tweet. Instead of taking a piece of writing at face value and stopping there, assume that there is Assuming that there is no deeper meaning or thought behind the words on the page, ask yourself these two questions instead. One, what is the author trying to say? Two, what does the author maybe not realize they're saying? Because the most interesting reading of any piece of literature, in my honest opinion, Usually occupies the spe- space between those questions. Be well, my friend.